I'm Claire. Joining me as always is my co-host Vix. Hiya. Hey. We've got the most special, special guest. Most special of special guests. We always say this. Most special guest. Um, the founder of the Orlando Food Tour. <laughs> the husband of Tammy. The father yes, of Josie, uh, you... named after Josie's bar. Could be. Mm. It's Dan. Yay. Yeah, Yay. Well, you, could just, you could call me Mr. Tammy the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tammy. Yes, it's Mr. Tammy. And you did uh, found the Orlando Food Tour, which I... Uh, there's only been two people on it, I believe. I was one of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's the it's the most specialist tour from the most specialist guest, Mr. Tammy. Absolutely, yeah. We even went to uh, Jimmy Fallon's favorite restaurant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Jimmy Fallon's Every... favorite burger. Yeah, had his favorite. Uh, yeah, well, I think it was a, a roast beef. His his favorite sandwich. Mm. Well, from when that Orlando, Orlando food tour, I did a lot of research and brought that to uh, Josie's bar when I was setting up Josie's bar. So, as you can see, if you look around, there's a framed picture of Jimmy Fallon on the wall. Absolutely, eating his <laughs> roast beef. <laughs> um, thank you for coming on, Dan. Yes, thank you for having me, and I hope uh, <laughs> I don't me. derail it too much. So, That's yeah. Okay. Um, and as I mentioned, Stan, Dan and Vicky, and as you guys probably heard, if you heard the previous uh, episode, I was a bit sick. I'm still a bit sick, so I'm just a bit wheezy and sound like an old grandpa, so apologies for that. Um, I'm also a bit sicky, so... Um, right, Dan, probably... it's over to you. You're in charge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, no problem. Uh, no pressure. I'm special little boy, and I'll make sure everyone's okay. <laughs> Uh, so usually at this point we are above, so we discuss what everyone is drinking. So Dan, I know that you are very good at making drinks for uh, our previous guest Tammy, uh, particularly for certain episodes of X Files that we did on Cinco de Mayo, from what I remember. Oh jeez, yeah. If if you can remember it, well, if you're Tammy, you probably can. No, ta- but... I don't think Tammy can. Remember. I can because I was not drinking. <laughs> Uh, what are you drinking right now, Dan? Yeah, so I have a, a cold brew from Starbucks, and then I also put um, some coffee cream liqueur in it uh, fr- from a, a, a little nip, a nip of coffee cream liqueur. <laughs> a wee drum. A wee drum. A wee drum. liqueur. Oh, that sounds really good, actually. Uh, Vix, what are you drinking? Um, I've got uh, peppermint tea and lem sip. <laughs> <laughs> not, Ooh. not, not it, not in the same. Oh, not that'd in be the horrible. Same. Mint and Don't lemon. Ooh. I've actually, I've nearly finished the, um, I've nearly finished the, uh, the lemon zip, and then I've got the uh, peppermint tea for after. Well, I have two drinks now. One of them I, I finished a moment ago, which was a pine, uh, pineapple passion fruit Rubicon with a dash of lemonade. Very nice. Mm-hmm. But the other one is a Pepsi hey, Max Cherry. Max Cherry. <laughs> Zero sugar. What's it? Zero, Zero sugar, sugar. Maximum taste. Maximum <laughs> One day they're going to sponsor this show. <laughs> Give us that Pepsi money. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, once they have a pumpkin flavor, then they'll also sponsor the show. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> uh, they've done, they've done like cinnamon, Coca Cola, and like I, I raspberry, and oh no, like I turn into like the essence of pumpkin spice every October, mm-hmm. but it is not a flavor that I would put with my fizzy pop. No. I'm not gonna lie. I've drunk yeah. Brazil nut flavored fizzy pop before. And that was yeah, that was not good. That was some bizarre flavor from that I don't think has ever reached these shores. <laughs> and that it never will. Yeah, I think that was in like the Coca Cola factory or headquarters in Atlanta, if I remember right. So anyway, guys, this uh, week we are discussing issue number fifty-two of Daredevil, which is called The Night of the Panther. So, yeah. And it is that panther that you were hoping. I know. I was so excited. (laughs) So excited. I know. I I was like, I can't wait. (laughs) Uh, So the description of this issue is, guest starring Black Panther, 
Following an experimental medical treatment, Daredevil is near death. Mm. <laughs> we'll get to that. The mm-hmm. NYPD and DA Nelson have reached out to Panther as a last resort. He must administer an antidote or Daredevil will die. Mm, Willie. Black mm. Panther and Daredevil join forces to rescue Karen from the clutches of Star Saxon. Um, so, not quite accurate description. Sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. Not really. Um, not really. Uh, <laughs> and this issue was edited by Stanley, as always, and written by new writer Roy Thomas. Uh, artist was again Barry Windsor Smith, still credited as Barry Smith. The inker was Johnny Craig, and Vix, the letterer, was Sammy Rosen. Yeah, Sammy! Sammy! I thought you'd be pleased he's back. Yeah. Good. Uh, but before we get into this issue, guys, I have some feedback from Connor, hey. uh, regular guest Connor, just regarding issue 51 from last week. Feedback for issue 51. Hi, guys. Connor here. Just some thoughts on the new writer. No offence to Stan, but wow, I'm happy we have Roy Thomas writing. It was a jarring difference going to uh, going to 51, but it still had the style of the time. Well, it actually had some really good writing. I was honestly not expecting it to be so jarring. Some words on Roy Thomas. He is a titan in the industry and one of the best Marvel writers of the Bronze Age. Known to me most for his creation of my favourite Marvel character, Iron Fist. Still, I kind of forgot he wrote Daredevil. He is mostly known for bringing Conan to a larger audience, adapting Howard stories rather than doing his own. I'll quote Wikipedia here and list a bunch of characters that Roy Thomas co-created. Among the comic characters he created or he co-created are Wolverine, Vision, Doc Sampson, Carol Danvers, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Ultron, Yellow Jacket, Defenders, Man-Thing, Adam Warlock, Morbius, Ghost Rider, uh, Black Knight, Nighthawk, Havoc, Banshee, Sunfire, Archon, Killraven, Red Wolf, Red Guardian, Brother Voodoo and Valkyrie. So that's pretty just, cool. Just a couple, then. Just a few, yeah. Just a couple, yeah. Yeah, it's just a drop in the ocean with all the characters in Marvel. <laughs> 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 so, um, so, let's get into this issue. Uh, but first, actually, I was going to say, Dan, what is your history with Daredevil, as you are a new guest? I always ask my guests. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah so, so basically everything that I know of Daredevil is from you. So, um, yeah. I, I get all the play-by-play of what's going on. Um, I know about uh, Mike Murdoch and all the wackiness <laughs> that that is. You know, anyways, so yeah, all of my Daredevil knowledge comes from you, and and I think that's the way to do it. Or you could just read it yourself. Yeah. yeah but yeah. when you when you have a titan of the industry at your disposal. <laughs> That you can ask all your daredevil Ooh. questions. I mean, why would you read? It's going to be a pretty big Venmo bill, though. <laughs> oh, jeez, <laughs> it, it is really. I'm racking it up. Yeah, you really are. I'm like, whoa. Uh, okay, so let's talk about this issue. So we start off where um, with the cover first of all. I think we have to discuss because we loved the cover last week. Mm, it was um, very cool. What do you think of it this week, Vix? <laughs> why is Star Saxon doing the time warp? I yeah, I, do you know what it it, it actually um, oh, cough it up love cough it up. <laughs> it actually took me a few moments to realise that that was like Star Saxon. Yeah. I was like, who is that weird dude? Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not sure what he's doing, and like, are they are they all falling down the side of a building? I feel like that's what the perspective is meant to be. So there's like Black Panther, Daredevil, Star Saxon, who's I don't know what he's doing. Karen and and Foggy in the background. And then Karen just sort of propped up on the wall. Yeah, she Um, looks like a statue. And yeah, and I'm assuming it's Foggy in the background. His well, I I don't know. I don't get this cover. Like last issue was really good, and mm. this one I'm like, "Mm, what do you think, Dan? Yeah, I mean, well, I, I love it. I mean, you got uh, Saxon who's doing his best, like, Lon Chaney impression or something. <laughs> like, which yeah, I guess we'll thriller. get into that later. But, uh, yeah. 
yeah, it, it's ridiculous because I'm yeah, I didn't even know it was a building at first. Now that you say that, it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But now it looks like they're all sliding down the yeah, building. Yeah. Like, <laughs> down the side of it. And then it also yeah. looks like they're kind of on like this like a like a grid, like a disco floor <laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah it's and the the whole like perspective of it is a yeah. bit strange. Daredevil's perspective is very strange. Like this, like his knee, the one above is like really. It looks like he's got a swollen knee. Like boy's got arthritis or something. I mean, oh, he does throw around. himself around a little, a bit, a bit. <laughs> so it's you know. <laughs> he does. It's um, not surprising. So immediately on the first page, we have a girl wearing. A snakeskin jacket? Is this what it is? Dan, <laughs> Dan. Yeah. Tell us about this jacket. What is it? Well, no, I mean, that that's, um, you Did know. Did you borrow I, it I from know... Colin Farrell in the Daredevil movie? Yeah, probably. Well, you know, uh, you guys may not be as familiar, uh, you know, but when you're, you know, in New York, uh, this is what you wear. Is uh... um, We didn't wear this when <laughs> we were in New York, Dan. I don't remember this. <laughs> Well, mine was at the cleaners at the time, so I apologize. Never forget, I've been to New York with you. <laughs> True. Uh, but but this is what you're supposed to wear. I mean, you know, so you look like a local. Oh, I kind of like her outfit, though. Though from what, I mean, we can't see much. It's just this bit of coat. But she's got, like, the little glasses. Her hair's a bit wild. So I'm kind of liking it. <laughs> <laughs> So the um, the police are furiously searching for Daredevil because if they don't get this antidote to him, he's going to die. Remember that, guys? Uh, yes. Remember yeah. It was, it was all very frantic. Yes. Um, it was all very frantic. Yes. Uh, and last we last, saw him, he'd so. passed out in an alleyway. Never forget. Mm-hmm. He was, like, about to die. So anyway, we see a figure um, creeping and peeping on the rooftops. And we think maybe it's Daredevil, but no, it's Black Panther. Yay! Doing some very Daredevil poses. Um, like the way he's so, And I guess, like, with his ears, um, I mean, they're not obviously on the front of his head, so... But mm-hmm. I guess in silhouette, you might think that they were horns. And, I don't know. And, and I don't mind this as a spoiler, because we have about 20 years until this happens. But at some point in the future, Black Panther will fill in for Daredevil. I didn't know that. Why did I know that? I probably told you. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> probably. Um, so, so that's quite cool. Um, so immediately people see Black Panther, they're like, oh, it's Daredevil. And he's like, no, it's me, Black Panther. Uh, one of the Avengers. It's I, T'Challa. It's <laughs> I, Wakanda forever. Um... <laughs> I like the way T'Challa is drawn, although on the previous panel he's very green. He's that kind of Hulk green, but I like it when he's drawn all in blue and black. Um, And his costume's very simple, I really like it. Um, Mm. And then basically Foggy shows up with the police and tells T'Challa that Daredevil was wounded earlier. He was given a blood test, but he didn't wait for its results, which showed he had a violent reaction to it. To what? To the blood test? That's what I thought. Yeah. Was it a reaction to the blood test? I, we, we, Is that we, what they mean? We never find out in this issue. like Because we later find out that he cut his hand and he bled just enough blood to, to get whatever this was out of his system. It was a little bit like, basically, it's, it's fine because he's done some bloodletting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's well, how Dan, science Dan, works. you're not a doctor, but can you explain this? Yeah, no, that that's science. Yeah, because you you have the bad blood, but but then but then you you have the open cut, and then and then the bad blood goes out uh, mm-hmm. in after a blood test, you know, because you could die from that, clearly. Yeah, because of the, you know. <laughs> so we never we never find out what it was that infected Matt in this, like whether it was because yeah. because I couldn't remember last issue, and we never find out if it's like the robot or it's because they made it out that it was some kind of radiation in yeah blood from, in the last issue but I, it's so confusing. previous previous issue and now it's like well he's only me had an allergic reaction to the blood test what was in the needle bro <laughs> what did you inject him with 
Well, well they, they didn't clean the needles back then, so oh. I mean, it's, yeah. It's yeah. from a bunch of patients. The doctor's like, I just found this needle on like, Avenue A and thought it'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so, as Black Panther leaps away, one of my favourite lines in this issue is, the uh, Foggy says, he never said a word, but his eyes gave me an answer. They were the eyes of a man. I just can't, yeah. I, I was like, did you think that he was an actual panther, Foggy? Yeah. And now you're bit... surprised that he's a man? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that panthers don't actually look like that. <laughs> I, just, I, I really thought he was going to say it was the eyes of a man that something something but it just ended with the eyes of a man <laughs> my favourite line is to Charles say I prefer darkness to light it's yes. like me too bro me too <laughs> <laughs> so he starts to wonder about Daredevil um, and decides to call into Avengers HQ and we find out that the reason that he's creeping and peeping around town is he's searching for Hawkeye Vicks. Because my boy, doing what he does best, going AWOL. <laughs> Being a slacker. He's probably in a dumpster somewhere, bless him. Uh... Um, I, I did, I was, I was going to dig out my um, Hawkeye, like, physical copies to see if I had, because I think there's, like, on that page it says... Yeah, it's between Avengers 63 and 64. But I don't, I don't have hard copies of Avengers comics. I've only got hard copies of Hawkeye comics. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, he's uh, he's he's off doing his thing. Just <laughs> just leave him alone. He needs some time out from Avengers <laughs> Mansion. Yeah, he's just it's, wandered off. He's just wandered off, having a slice of pizza. You know, mooching around Manhattan. It's all good. We should it's just see him and Matt just together in an alleyway, just. It's it's he does it he does it quite a lot to be fair. To be fair. Um, and yeah, they're usually looking for him because he's buggered off somewhere. Um, so, but it's it's fine. It's Clint. And I mentioned we got cameos for some other Avengers uh, when I was teasing this issue, because we also see Yellow Jacket. So Hank Pym as Yellow Jacket. And a teeny tiny vision in the background. <laughs> the back of vision. The back of vision's cloak. <laughs> he's like, he looks like he, because obviously Yellow Jacket can go really big. He can be giant man. So mm. I was like, is he giant? And that's normal size vision. But I think vision is just way off I in the background. He's, he's just walking away while spilling the tea and throwing some shade. <laughs> Yeah, he is. Yeah, and the next panel down, he is just <laughs> spilling tea about humans. <laughs> like, whatever, humans. So, um, Black Panther's like, right, I'm going to go look for Daredevil as well. Uh, I've agreed to join the search for him. Um, so, off we go. Oh, I know that he's affiliated somewhat with uh, D.A. Nelson and Matt Murdock. So, I'm going to go and check out Matt Murdock's apartment. How does he know where Matt's apartment is? He knows. Is it just like is it just is it just like a New York superhero thing? Is that like is there some sort of like you know you have to upload your details onto like the Avengers database? (laughs) Well, there's probably just a a missing panel where he goes to a phone book and looks them up, and you know it just wasn't as compelling, so they cut that out. Yeah, they just really slowed down the story. Uh, but he feels a presence, some hidden presence, almost at his very shoulder. Uh, guesses that it's Daredevil. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. Because his jungle senses are never wrong. It's like, mm. mm-hmm. And he uses his jungle senses to sense someone near him, and it's Matt. So we don't really know it's Matt at that point, apart from you see a bit of red hair, but and the black, black eyes of Matt Murdock. <laughs> Um, but he uh, manages to punch out Black Panther, which is surprising because the last we saw Matt, he was basically about to die. He was down an alleyway looking like a homeless drunk. Yeah, he was like sweating and dying and all sorts. And Straight up not having a good time. So meanwhile, in Matt's apartment, uh, Star Saxon, Vix's favourite, has <laughs> got Karen tied up and they're waiting for Daredevil and Karen's like, why are you waiting for Daredevil at Matt Murdock's apartment? 
And he's like, you'll see. (laughs) (laughs) And in my issue, because I have the physical issue in front of me, this is where we get to an ad. Um, There aren't that many that we haven't discussed before. But this is a new one, so I thought I'd mention it. I don't think I mentioned this one. For $1.50 plus 15 cents for postage and handling, you can order one of Marvel's swinging inflatable plastic pillows. <gasps> Introducing the latest, most original Marvel merchandising masterpieces ever. Three-dimensional superhero plastic pillows that can hold more weight than you can shake a four-bush at. You can bang them, <laughs> toss them, even let them hang loose on the wall. And you can choose either Spider-Man or Thor. Oh, that's it. That's the choice. Yep. Mm. Spider-Man, the one of Thor is like him with the hammer kind of going as though he's about to to hit someone with Mjolnir. The one of Spider-Man yeah. is weird where he's like creeping and peeping on someone on an alley. So it's mm. not even an action pose. It's very strange. I don't know how big these pillows are. It doesn't say anything about how big they are or anything, but $1.50. I started off quite excited about that, but now I don't want them. <laughs> I was going to order you one, see if they're still available. Sounds rubbish. Don't want it. Uh, so Star Saxon's hanging out with Karen and his gun. Uh, he's got Karen as a hostage. Karen calls Star Saxon a villain in a bad B-movie, which is delightful. <laughs> She's just, she's not having any of it, is she? I love Karen when she's in a crisis. What do you think of Star Saxon as a villain, Dan? Oh, I thought it was hilarious. And I love how after the B-movie thing, I mean, skipping ahead a little bit, mm-hmm. then he, like, really um, goes into it and does all these, like, <laughs> different movie references and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I thought he was, he's a straight-up creep, and, and I'll talk about it later, but his fingers really disturbing <laughs> I don't know if you've listened to last week's episode Dan, I, I think I only released it yesterday we talk in depth about his hands and his fingers <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I think no, we I keep calling it. him the Goblin King well, yeah. and like if you if you go on the internet and, and start to research it a little bit people have some theories and yeah it's not good oh, oh god I'm not sure I am <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it like right now. <laughs> yeah. No. So basically, you know, um, and I don't know if you guys have talked about it before, but I, I guess originally Saxon was supposed to be gay, mm-hmm. and so people are I, we saying have not that. Discuss this. Okay. So so originally, you know, he was supposed to be gay, and I guess um, they just couldn't figure out a good way to really like portray it. Um, and so people on the internet are like, well, his, his fingers, look at his fingers. That's gay. I don't know. <laughs> he's got gay fingers. He's got gay fingers. Wow. So, I mean, he's very flamboyant. But those he fingers, is. though. But I think of him more in a, I don't know, like a kind of, like his fingers more in a kind of, like, like I imagine the jester should be instead. Do you know what I mean? Very doing a lot of these big jets, or like a mime, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think go, wow, them some gay fingers. <laughs> yeah, look at those fingers. Dan, that's delightful. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so meanwhile, Matt has knocked out Black Panther. I don't know how. And he stunned him, and Matt's like, why was he looking for Daredevil? Uh, oh, hang on. Didn't I leave Karen with Star Saxon? <laughs> Oh no, Daredevil must live again. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) So he gave up Daredevil for less than an issue. Um, But now, to save Karen, he's got to don his costume once more, the costume that he left at his apartment. (laughs) Meanwhile, Black Panther, I guess, is faking being unconscious because he heard this entire thing (laughs) because Matt said it out loud. I just love the idea of Matt running off down an alley just out loud going, Daredevil must live again! (laughs) (laughs) And he realises that this this man whose face he didn't see is Daredevil. I like when we get the little little T'Challa eyes peeking through the mask. Like we do at this bit and they draw his eyes peeking through. 
They're the I eyes of a man. I can't find anything about like his fingers, but there's quite a good backstory to him. Oh, don't spoil uh, yourself though. No, 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 I haven't read like any of those. But uh, so, at the age of fourteen, Samuel Saxon discovered one of Doctor Doom's robots abandoned in a subway tunnel. Yeah. He took it piece by piece to his father's garage in Queens, where for months he studies its components until mastering its operating principles and building his own robot from scratch. Gary. Following his disapproving mother's death in an alleged laboratory accident, he used the insurance money to entertain himself by building a series of increasingly advanced robots and androids. I mean, we've all been there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I like that his name was Samuel and he changed it to Star. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Star with two R's. With two R's, of course. So Black Panther knows that now that man is Daredevil. <laughs> and he decides to follow him. So Matt is... Everyone's finding out he's Daredevil. In this like, I feel like, I mean, we've got, like, what, 52 issues now? Mm-hmm. And apart from, like, Spider-Man being the first one who was basically, like, outed him and no one believed him. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone knows now that he's... Like, so many more people are finding out now. <laughs> that yeah. he's, it's all just kind of, like, happening. Yeah? Which is, yeah, which is, is kind of weird. Is it a nice weird. change? Um... I, d- I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it kind of makes sense for um, other superheroes to know i guess so that's kind of nice because i, think I mean it's great I there being an ongoing villain that knows because it's kind of yes. setting things up for sort of later in the comics as well you know because then Definitely. he's got something he's holding something over matt yeah rather than just being like you look like an idiot i'm now your nemesis <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing so <laughs> Uh, so Matt is racing back to his apartment and has to check the place out first using his radar sense, which in the last issue, he'd lost his radar sense because he was about to die. So he's pretty fine now. And Vix, were you annoyed and like, oh, he's I guess he's fine? To, to be honest, this whole issue for me was a little bit of a mess mm-hmm. plot wise. Because they've set up this, you know, at the end of the last issue, they set it up. So it's like, oh, my God, we've got to find Daredevil. He's dying, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, now he's just kind of miraculously okay. Mm. Which is like, oh, okay. You're not yeah. going to string that out for a bit longer. And just the whole, like, um, I'm go- I-, I need to go be Daredevil because Saxon's got Karen. And then it, ju- it just gets really messy. I had to re- like go back a couple of panels a couple of times because I couldn't quite figure out what was, go- <laughs> what was <laughs> going on. It's all just a bit messy, to be yeah. honest. It's, um... Well, it's it's the cut, you know? I mean, like, as he bleeds more, he gets better and better. I mean, that's just how <laughs> science works. Yeah. Um, I might try it later for my arthritis. Well, I've had a mm. cold, like, <laughs> like uh, you know, I've been sick this week, and um, I think I'm just going to, like, cut my my hand or something and just willingly, like, will the, the, the sick blood to leave me. I think yeah, you got to bleed it out. Yeah. We should have a little bit of, like, group bloodletting later. <laughs> That'll be up. in the room behind Josie's bar. <laughs> the room with all the candles in it. <laughs> and strange shapes carved on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be in that room. <laughs> the usual the usual patrons don't go to that room, but you're allowed, Dan. Oh, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I like our bars getting bigger and bigger with more and more secret rooms. Uh, so this is the panel where um, Star Saxon's sitting there uh, and he's got his fingers steepled. And was this the panel you meant, Dan? Oh, I mean, most of the time his fingers are just a mess. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, that, that's definitely one of them. It's like, so they, maybe they get longer the gay he gets. Oh, yeah. Like, that's like maybe what's going on. <laughs> like, after a date, oh, my goodness, look at those long fingers. Watch out. It's like it's Tokyo, like, but, like, not the but, nose, the fingers. 
but yeah yeah he's like lady deathstrike (laughs) (laughs) oh i don't know i don't want to think about this anyway so matt um has heard karen in the apartment and karen's like i have to warn daredevil while i can and luckily star saxons um untie me so now i can warn daredevil daredevil get away quickly i was like karen you could have done that while you were tied up (laughs) and luckily uh star saxon's like oh that's exactly what i wanted you to do i want you to lure daredevil here and then there's a sentence that that troubled me deeply mainly because i have listened to the dollop episode on errol flynn which is he'll race in like errol flynn and i was like "Mm, no 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 (laughs) i don't know if you've listened to that episode dan i know tammy has I have not. No. Any references to Errol Flynn now fill me with fear. <laughs> uh, here's a taster. Errol Flynn once fed um, a quickly digestible or indigestible pork to ducks on their farm and then made a, a human centipede of ducks. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah, I, I think Tammy told me about that. <laughs> so... Elflin, a true monster. Uh, but that was just one of that was just early. That was one of young Errol Flynn's things that he did, making duck centipedes. Wow. Mm. Yeah. So Black Panther arrives. <coughs> uh, Black Panther arrives at the apartment, and Star Saxon's like, "Yay, Daredevil's arrived! Come in." Wait, you're not Daredevil. <laughs> And Black Panther's like, yeah, everyone seems to get us confused. And it's like, yeah, I'm having a bit of a day of that at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where Star Saxon's fully in his movie villain procedure, as he calls it. Like you said, Dan, he's like, yeah, I'm going to be a villain. Uh, but I love, I love like the more villainous and creepy he gets, the bigger his hair gets. Yeah. yeah. Like there's, I think it's on the last page. He's just got this like... He's gone like full on Phil Spector. <laughs> he really does look like <laughs> Phil Spector. <laughs> yeah, it's so big his hair. It's like Karen. Karen's hair's pretty big in this issue as well. We discussed last week the way that she's drawn by Roy Thomas. Her hair is very big, and she's always crying in every panel. <laughs> That's why it's so big. Her hair is so big. It's full of secrets. Ooh. Ooh. Oh dear. So Daredevil manages to fight. Uh, Daredevil turns up as well and manages to fight Star Saxon. And then Black Panther and Daredevil are both there and they're like, hey, I've been searching for you. And then uh, Daredevil's like, are you all right, K- Miss Page? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I don't is. know you. It is all going off in Matt's apartment. It really like, is. It's all just, it's trashed. Yeah. Absolutely so trashed. Now we've got Star Saxon, Karen there, Black Panther, Daredevil. Now the police and the DA show up and Dr. <laughs> Roberts. <laughs> everyone is there. It's a good <laughs> job he lives in a castle, so there's room for everyone. He could just, he could sleep in the, uh, in the secret gym. Seriously. There's like, yeah, everyone, there's room for all. Uh, so Dr. Roberts uh, basically says that he was certain that uh, Daredevil would be dead by now. Uh, oh, sorry, Foggy says that. And uh, Dr. Roberts is like, yeah, let me, uh, let me look at your hand. Oh, yeah, it's this sizable cut on your right hand that we can't see. It drained off just enough blood to do the job. <laughs> That's not how it works. I think Dr. Roberts kind of looks like Stan Lee here. Yeah. He has a couple of different looks. Yeah, I think. I mean, they can't quite settle on, on one of them. I, I, you know, I still think he, he's drawn like the typical untrustworthy character in Daredevil with his little pencil-thin moustache and wrist and his, hairline. And his, um, his silver sides. Yeah, silver sides. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I automatically don't trust him because he's, he's, he's sporting the classic Marvel like, bad guy look. Well, Reed Richards and mm. Stephen Strange. Reed Richards doesn't have a moustache, though. Oh, that's true. And I guess Doctor Strange has got the beard that that brings him back round to being good. Mm-hmm. And well, and he's got um, he's got he's got like the cape thing as well. So he's sort of like he's just a, a weirdo. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> rather, than, rather than a yeah. So. <laughs> uh, and Doctor Rose is like, "Hey, how did you cut your hand? It looks like a glass cut." And Karen's like, "Glass? <gasps> Wait oh. a minute." <laughs> She's still crying, by the way. <laughs> Wait a minute, Matt cut his hand on some glass. Now, mm. do you think she's going to actually figure things out, Vix? Well, the thing is, though, is that she's had um, she's she's had her suspicions for a little while, isn't she? Mm-hmm. But she's always just sort of gone, oh, that's ridiculous, he's blind, he can't even cross the road by himself because I'm a <laughs> horrific ableist. Um, <laughs> So, but yeah, she's had, because she, she's the one that opened the letter from Spider-Man, isn't she? I think so, yeah. So, and she, you know, she's not stupid, well, I say she's not stupid. Um, but that was basically saying that Matt was Daredevil, but then that's when he invented Mike. Because I yeah. do like, even in this, she explains for, for listeners, or readers, sorry, that might not be aware... She's like, oh no, Mike Murdoch was the original Daredevil. Even I don't know who this guy is that looks and sounds exactly the same. I mean, she's she's not the sharpest peanut in the turd, bless her. Um, <laughs> so, but I think it's not going to be long before she puts two and two together okay. and comes up with some con- some conclusions. But yeah, I think it's all just been like um. Oh, it could, it can't possibly be Matt because he's blind. Yeah. And hang on a minute, Mike Murdoch. But is she gonna is she gonna finally realise that Matt and Mike have never been in the same room together at the same time? <laughs> no. No if, one. If, no one seems to have pointed that out. If Superman got away with it for all these years, then <laughs> you know why would why would Karen Page figure it out? Uh, for the second time in this issue, someone is faking being unconscious on the floor. Again. Did you enjoy this fix of him being a faker? It was quite amusing. Yeah. And he strangles the doctor so much that the doctor's face turns green. The doctor turns into the Hulk. Yeah. He kind of looks like Thunderbolt Ross. He should turn into Red Hulk. Um, So he... uh, Also, the fact that Star Saxon, when he was unconscious, fell on top of his gun and everyone just forgot about it. I do love (laughs) Like, how could we forget he had a gun? <laughs> like, oh no! Yep. So, I I don't know what you guys think. I really love this bit where he's like, oh, you know, I I can escape and I even have an ally, ally that's going to keep everyone back while I escape. Don't I, Daredevil? Don't I, Daredevil? Wink, wink. Wink. I love this. I think it, like, ups the stakes <clears throat> from all the villains we've had so far. Um, mm. It just ups the stakes that you've got this character, this this villain now, um, who is very memorable and now has this information is holding it over Matt, mm. and it just makes it even more like, well, what's Matt going to do? Is he going to give up being Daredevil? Like, should he? Is he going to have to kill this guy? Is you know what's what's going to happen? I mean, um, he's he's tried he's tried like ten times in the last two issues to give up being Daredevil. It's just not <laughs> happening. It's just not happening for him. He's like never so. going to give you. Never gonna let you down. So Star Saxon's like, anyway, uh, I'll talk to to you later. Bye. (laughs) And off he goes. And we get another ad. Um, Dan, this one's for you. Oh, Uh, I'm gonna sign up. Okay, I don't know if I've I've read. I don't think I've read this one before, but uh, it might not be for a while. So this is a little tiny ad that caught my eye, which is. It says, have your poems set to music. See how your words can be turned into a song. Songs recorded, phonograph records made. Send your best poems or songs for prompt. Free information, Crown Music Co. There you go. Wow. I don't even know what that is. That's cool. (laughs) Send your best poems. It's basically like turning... It's songwriting, isn't it? Pretty much. Basically. There's also one that's like, um, which I've read before, which is like, ideas, we pay you. Send us your idea. And it's just like, yeah, let's steal your idea. (laughs) And we'll pay you peanuts and, you know, probably earn millions. Excuse me, there is a message. Oh, Jarvis. Yeah, sorry, Uh, I forgot to turn Jarvis off. That's all right. 
So Star Saxon's away, he's thrown a chair through the window and he's escaping. And Black Panther's like, hey, we need to go after him, don't we, Daredevil? And he's like, yeah, I guess. Don't we, Daredevil? Don't we? Um, and then Foggy's like, hey, Daredevil, you rest. Matt won't mind if you rest here for a while. You know, go and sleep in his bed. Matt won't mind. Where is like Matt? His, oh, his, his whole apartment's trashed anyway. Seriously. I mean, yeah. you might as well. This is obviously before mobile phones, because otherwise they'd be ringing Matt and going, oh, by the way, your apartment's trashed. And the phone would ring in Daredevil's game. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be great. Oh, God. Um, so, Matt, uh, as Daredevil and Black Panther are off. They're looking for Star Saxon. We get this great splash page with both of them sort of jumping out into the night. Um, I really like the way that's drawn. The window yeet. The window yeets, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I enjoyed uh, that. And then Black Panther's like, hey, um, I'm certain that you can easily locate our fleeting, fleeing foe because you seem like 100% now, Daredevil. So uh, I'm going to leave you to it. Okay, bye. But secretly, <laughs> he's going he's gonna to track him. There's a lot of like people secretly following other people and doing this and that in this issue. I agree mm. with you, Vix, that it's kind of hard to keep up with it sometimes. It's Yeah, it's a bit sort of... I just, I just found the whole thing a little bit messy. Like plot-wise. So Daredevil sees Star Saxon and like leaps at him from a great height and uh, is going to arrest him, or says he's going to pay um, for his attacks on Daredevil, on Karen, and the death of Biggie Benson. And Star Saxon actually calls him Murdoch, which is, I think is like the first time, because it's the first time someone knows. And this is when Black Panther realises that he's Matt Murdoch, a blind mm-hmm. attorney. <gasps> Surely not. And I, I really like this relationship in this issue between Star Saxon and Daredevil, where um, Star Saxon's like, yeah, you can't kill me um, because you've got no proof. Like, you want to say, well, I've done all these crimes, but really it was just my, my robot. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've blown up, by the way. So. Yeah. So, like, Good luck with that. And if you send me to jail, I'm going to give up your secret identity. So... You know, and he's like, "Yeah, you're right. I need to let you go, but I won't rest until I can pin murder on you." <laughs> and this is where Star Saxon goes heavily into that he's the star of the movie in his screenplay. It's it's he, Star Saxon, who is the hero, and Daredevil is the villain. Ba-ba-ba. And he disappears off into the snow. Uh, and then Black Panther, meanwhile, is like, "Oh." One day I'll tell Daredevil when I meet him again that I know he's Matt Murdock. Maybe it will be in friendship, or maybe it will be in battle. (gasps) And meanwhile, Matt is left sad at the end of the issue, as he is in so many issues. (laughs) And he said, well, today it was meant to have seen the last of the man called Daredevil, but instead I let a hired assassin go free. I could so tell now myself I'm gonna it's feel... strategy, but will I ever really believe it? I'm going to feel even worse about myself. Yeah. Yay! Yeah, yeah but at so... least he can sleep well at night knowing that his secret is safe with Saxon, because, of course, Saxon is not going to say anything because oh. he just let him go. Of so uh, I, I guess yeah, I, I'm glad they have an understanding. <laughs> hey, I'm going to let you go, but hey, <laughs> you, you, promise. Can't, you can't tell anybody. You can't tell anybody that I'm at murder. You better not. I'm letting you go, okay? <laughs> also, he can't sleep uh, well at night because he doesn't have a bed anymore because his whole <laughs> apartment is destroyed. It's not, yeah, it's just like smashed to shit. <clears throat> and that was the issue, guys. I like it's drawn at the end with like the snow, like them both disappearing into the snow and... It's like, oh, I'll get you next time type thing. Mm. I really like the way it's done. Um, There was a letter, because I have, again, the issue in my hands. There was a letter I wanted to read you guys. Yes. It's by, it's from Achille, Achille, A-C-H-I-L-L-E, Achille Debacco. I don't know how you say the name. Dear, Dear Stan and Jean. There was a time when Daredevil was one of the most unique and interesting heroes in comicdom. He could have been Marvel's greatest creation, but you chose to ruin him, and you have succeeded. 
<laughs> Daredevil 49 was a bomb, but so were 11 issues before that. What has made Daredevil such a literary failure? The answers are simple. Way back in Daredevil number eight, our blind crusader was at his fighting best. Emphasis was placed on his billy club and all the gadgets that it included. His heightened senses, the elaborate paraphernalia inside his mask, his relationships with people, and in particular Karen and Foggy, and his heroism and minor inner conflicts. As issues passed, however, you decided to take away all his gadgets make him more dependent on his senses and agility, and keep a modified but realistic relationship with Karen and Foggy. Then, in a fit of uninspired inspiration, you decided to make him, at best, a neurotic when you introduced his imaginary twin brother, Mike Murdoch. But when you realised that mirthful Mike was making our sightless swashbuckler a case for the asylum, you killed him, thus leaving Dee Dee with even more problems than he had before. Finally, due to totally irrational behaviour, contrary to Matt Murdock's personality, he lost Karen, and now he has lost Foggy, his best friend. Daredevil is not Spider-Man. Hang-ups like he has now, hang-ups which you gave him, do not belong in this magazine. Spidey's hang-ups are fine. Daredevils are not, and they should never be. I urge you to take some of the above suggestions and comments to heart. As for villains, the finest Daredevil villain is none other than the Owl, whom you should bring back as soon as possible. At any rate, bring back some of the gadgets and most important, reintroduce the original raw, innocent and undefined heroism that made Daredevil such a worthy protagonist and such a fresh, innovative concept in superheroes. What do you think, Vic? That was a bitch slap and a half, wasn't it? <laughs> wow. So I thought that letter was interesting because we, <clears throat> we kind of discussed when we were talking about earlier issues that it's interesting a lot of the stuff that they got rid of um for the more sort of famous uh you know more well-known iteration of daredevil later so they got rid of most of the gadgets and all the gadgetry in his um in his cane and the fact that he's making wisecracks every few seconds you know which Mm -hmm. is more of a spider-man thing and and I, which I love, and I like that the character is darker. It's what kind of drew me to the character in the first place. That mm. he was like darker than, say, a Spider-Man. But I thought it was interesting that this person disagrees with everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was yeah. Tell us how you really feel, huh? <laughs> what do you think, Dan? Well, I just wanted to know, like, where is this guy now? I mean, probably I dead. But, well, uh... at this point, he was in Lake Worth, Florida. Oh, okay. I don't know where He's, that is. Could be my neighbor. Oh, he's your neighbor. Maybe. God, imagine if. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, fair, fair. It's it's a fair rant. I mean, mm. I I think my my biggest thing um, with Daredevil is just like this on-off thing that they always have with Karen and Foggy and how mm-hmm. they're just like always falling out of friendship and this and that like it, it, it would have been nicer to explore that like a little more and not just have this like on-off like thruple weird thing of mm-hmm. just like oh we're friends oh no we're not friends and oh uh, is he Daredevil? No he's, he's blind he can't be you know <laughs> He's just a blindy. He's just a blindy. But yeah, I mean, I think he he needs to have more gadgets, less radar nonsense. Like, <laughs> oh, I can feel I can feel Karen's pulse. Like, oh, there are two pulses. Oh, one is Saxon's and one is Karen's. How did you figure that out? Now, if you had a cool little something or other gadget that told you that. I'd believe it more. Well, it's because Karen's <laughs> was a female pulse and Saxon's was just a really gay pulse. Oh, yeah. You can tell. <laughs> so, you know, that's why. <laughs> us females have different pulses to men. Also, us gays do as well. <laughs> it's true. It's yeah, true. Our, our pulses are like disco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, Dan, um, here's a little interesting fact for you, because, as I said, I was holding the actual issue in my hands, and I have a sticker on the outside of the issue uh, that says that this was bought in the Coliseum of Comics. Now, where oh. is that, Dan? Oh, it's it's in Orlando. Yeah. So yeah. I believe I bought this issue last year 
when um, Tammy gifted me with all her back issue bucks and allowed me to yes. buy tons of comics, and this was one of them. So Aww. thank you, Tammy. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Is it signed by Gary whatever? <laughs> no, not this one. <laughs> <laughs> that was just that one random issue that we were very disturbed by. <laughs> Oh, I wish we knew who that was. <laughs> well, and I like how you went up to the counter and you were like, do you know who signed this? Who, who is this person? Yeah, and the guy's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, is this, like, why have they signed it, like, six times? <laughs> oh, you know, why so not? Bizarre. Yeah, I love it. Um, anyway, that was the issue, guys. So it's time to talk some toots and some boots. Wow. You can go first. Um, I am going to um, I'm going to boot my man Saxon's uh, hair in the last couple of panels because it was a little bit scary. His Phil Spector hair. Like his Phil Spector, it was just really strange and it unsettled me. Like along with his crazy fingers. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a little bit, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it's just so, too much. It's just like, I mean, there's been the over flamboyant homosexual, which I am absolutely all for because I am one myself. <laughs> um, but it was just, yeah, it was just a bit weird and a bit creepy and a little bit unsettling. Um, for tooting, there wasn't really much going on um i did enjoy karen's little um red ensemble but i can't remember yeah i can't remember if i tooted that last week or not i think i tooted saxon last week yeah you tooted saxon so i'm going to karen okay Uh, because i like i like her little closet daredevil cosplay cosplay. (laughs) she was just a new york comic-con wearing that love it uh dan what about you yeah, so I, I agree with Vix on uh, booting of, of Saxon. The hair thing was weird because, and I think there's like one panel where it mentions like the man with long hair, but in the beginning he did not have long hair. No. Um, no. It's just this growing hair as he gets more and more evil, his hair gets longer, <laughs> and, and his, his fingers. fingers get gayer. <laughs> so, apparently. <laughs> yeah, just a bit, just a bit crazy, um, like the crazy hair. Just, yeah. Yes, concerning. Yeah, so so we're gonna boot that hair and those weird fingers. And but I am gonna toot uh Dr. Roberts uh like coat that he has, like like a pimp coat or whatever he it does. is. <laughs> that was pretty amazing. I was like, okay, I like that. Yeah, he comes in just like a pimp at the end, it's great. Yeah, I'm Dr. Pimp. Hello. <laughs> Uh, and I am going to also boot the hair and the fingers because it's very disturbing. I'm also going to do a minor boot to the yellow jacket outfit because I don't like it. It's, it, I just think it's an ugly costume. Um, but it's I'm going to give a, it's not. I'm going to give a minor toot to the Vision costume because I love Vision's costume, particularly the way he he. Like turns and just throws his cape behind as he storms it's, off. It's so it's great. Like, ugh, humans. Ugh. Um, but my main toot is also minor toot to girl in snakeskin jacket in the first page. <laughs> but my main toot is going to be to Black Panther because I really like his costume. I like that it's it's very similar to Daredevil, just the, with the color difference. But I just like it's just a classic costume, and it's I do love I do love his little someone black... creeping around in the darkness. Matt, his take little notes. Black... <laughs> his little black pants. Yes, I do like yes. his little black pants. Yeah, so I do like it. Also, I'm looking at Star Saxon at the start of the issue. And yeah, his hair is definitely shorter. Mm. It's <laughs> it just gets like bigger and and bigger and creepier and creepier. Yeah. Uh, what about our favourite panel? Fix, you can go first. I really, really love, like, the last three or four panels with Matt in the snow. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of, like, fading out a little bit, almost. It's almost like he's sort of fading into the snow. Mm-hmm. Like, the snow's kind of, like, swallowing him up, sort of thing. I really like that. 
Yeah, me too. Really like that. That's I think that's going to be okay, just because his um, his suit is so striking against the white of the uh, the white of the snow. Yeah, I I couldn't decide between that and the page just of like Dead Everyone Black Panther together, just because I love seeing those two. Mm. It's just exciting. It's like <gasps> you know, like seeing them together, just in this both with their. Do you think all superheroes? Do you think they all go to the same place to get their tiny over over the leggings pants? I think definitely these guys went to the same place to get their costumes. Because do you think they all they... go to Ed? Did they go to um, Edna Mode? Do you think? <laughs> well, that's why they have no capes. I would no capes. <laughs> I would I would love that if she was like like that's who everyone went to. She's like, no capes, there. and Vision's like, I'll wear a cape if I want, and then he stomps <laughs> off again and throws his cape behind him. <laughs> oh, amazing. Oh, I love it Dan, so what well. about you? Yeah, so I, I like that full panel of um, Daredevil and, and Black Panthers coming out of his crotch. <laughs> yes, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's a good one for me, and and actually the panel right above that too, where they're both jumping out the window. Yeah, I think that's a fun mm, one. Yeah, too. that is yeah. a really cool panel. Yeah, there's a lot of good, pa- not as many as last week. Like the, I, I think the artwork, like and you read last week's as well, Dan. Um, the artwork in the last issue, I think, was so interesting with like all the hallucination artwork and just so weird and off. And this just felt more like a standard issue and I feel like it's a shame that Matt immediately gets over this illness he has through his tiny cot on his hand yeah. so we last week was some of that such hallucin- a good issue yeah it was it was great such a good issue uh well now we have to vote on what we're going to do with this issue um and I always say what the three options are every week but Vix I'm going to hand it over to you this week oh okay Ooh. so we there are three options for um, for this issue. So if we think it is the best issue ever, ever, ever in the world, or we just really quite like it, it goes in a special vault that we have in the back of Josie's. It gets its own special little pillow and gets placed on a shelf um, whilst we do a very intricate ritual uh, oh. <laughs> to, to place okay. it in the vault. Um, if we're a bit kind of like, eh, it was all right. It wasn't bad enough for me to want to wipe my ass with it, but it's not worthy of the vault. It goes under the bar to, for any uh, mopping up any sick spillages. Yep. If we really hate it, then it goes out the window into the street to be nibbled on by rats and uh, other such creatures of the night. Like vampires. Yes. Uh, yeah. What do we think? What do you think, Dan? I've just got images of Blade out in the alleyway, nibbling like nibbling on. Well, I, you know, I, I liked. Obviously, Black Panther was in it, so that was amazing. Um, and he's creeping and peeping all over New York City, which mm-hmm. is fun. But uh, yeah, I, I think you just leave it on the bar, and uh, you know, if Saxon was if his long fingers spills a drink or whatever, you can just mop it up with that. <laughs> yeah, I I think uh, I was going to say under the bar as well. It's it feels like a letdown from last week's issue, which was so oh, good. Yeah, last week's um, issue was so good, and this didn't keep up the 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 tension of the last issue. Although I like the tension at the end that now we have this villain with something to hold over um, Matt. I really like mm. that. Um, but that's kind of setting more more stuff up for later. But um, the I, I thought they did him kind of, the, the sort of tension of him, like, you know, he was li- literally about, you know, on death's door last issue. And then in this issue, they're just kind of like, yeah, he got over it, you know. Um, mm. So I was going to say under the bar as well. Bix, what about you? Yeah, I agree with that. It's um the, the the plot was just really messy, mm. um and I didn't like last week's issue was so good that it was just kind of like ugh, this is a bit of a letdown. Like literally, if it didn't if it didn't have T'Challa in it, mm-hmm. I would be saying like yeet it out the window because it's not that great. Mm. So under the bar, I saved it. It goes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so now it's time for everyone's favourite 
portion of the podcast i'm sure it stands favorite um because it's the only part that has its own theme tune and that is vix predicts And Dan, you can also predict um, for this. Um, next issue is an interesting title. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what you think is going to happen with this. So next issue, issue 53, is called In the Beginning. Mm. Is it like not an, um, it's not actually an issue. It's just the entire book of Genesis. In comic book form. In comic book form. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) In which case, you'd be horrifying. (laughs) But what if Daredevil plays all parts? Oh. Oh. That'd be delightful. Oh my god. What if it's like the book of Genesis in the style of being John Malkovich? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I want to see a snake with a little Daredevil head. That's like that's what I'm gonna go with. Okay. That's what I'm going. With. It's gonna be it's gonna be the Book of Genesis in the style of being John Malkovich, but it's being Daredevil. Being Daredevil a bit. <laughs> um, Vix, you are incorrect. <sighs> I will tell you a little bit about what's gonna happen next issue. I feel like this is quite an iconic cover as well, um, and I think I have this issue as well if I remember right. So I have to check. Okay, so in the beginning, uh, the description is as follows. Daredevil's retrospective issue. Trapped between the proverbial rock and the hard place, Matt Murdock reflects on the events that led to his vigilantism. Uh, As Daredevil, how does a man remove himself of fear? Daredevil or Matt Murdock must die, but which man? So it's basically the Clips Show (laughs) issue. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Excited? Um, yeah. I'm a little bit, you know, sad that it's not the book of Genesis done in the style of being <laughs> John Malkovich, but, you know. You can't have everything. I can't have everything. Yeah. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if any of his origin, they've already tweaked it, you know, 50-odd issues in, and mm. they've kind of, you know, changed it. And if the Teenage Mutant Ninja, Tur- Ninja Turtles show up. Oh, of course, closely tied into Daredevil's origin. That would be so fun. <laughs> They're just waving in the background. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's hey. Uh, hey. that's the next issue. Oh. Um, Dan, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. It was uh, oh. a lot of fun. Uh, I learned a lot about Saxon, and I learned about homosexual fingers, so that's good <laughs> to learn. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Vix learned a lot about ourselves with, <laughs> with our gay fingers. <laughs> oh. um, thank you so much for introducing that to me, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have anything you would like to promote at the moment? Oh, yes, absolutely. So if you like independent movies, you mm-hmm. should go on Indiegogo and... Um, Support FP3 Escape from Baco. It's by Jason Trost, and you can uh, get the Blu-ray of his latest movie. And in the special features, uh, my my little one and I, we made a uh, Lego stop-motion animation of one of the scenes from FP2, and that's going to be on the Blu-ray. So uh, support uh, independent filmmakers. And that's amazing. That is going to be that sounds awesome. And also, FP1 and FP2 are amazing. I've not seen FP3 yet, but I'm so excited. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Vix, have you got anything you want to promote? Uh, other than no, other than just be kind to each other because the world's a bit shitty at the moment, um, and the world could do with a little bit more kindness. So yeah, that's I like that. that's. That's what I'm promoting this week. And I um, will promote uh, Not Quite Scottish Imports, the other podcast I do with Brad and Tammy, where we're talking about Highlander. um, And, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And it's not quite Scottish. (laughs) 
and it's a lot of fun. Also, I'm going to give a shout out to Brad's other podcast, Ramjack, because Dan's often on that. Oh yeah, I think I'm going to be on like the latest episode um, that'll come out. So I, we recorded it, uh, I think last Tuesday or something. Yeah. So and we talk about our our adventures, and um, you know maybe we see people with long fingers, maybe we don't. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> Tune in to find out. <laughs> How many long fingered people did we see tonight? I mean, when I, I think the, uh, I don't know if you were there actually, if it was just me, Brad, and Tammy when I first went to Florida and we went scooter spotting in Walmart at midnight. Oh, yeah. 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 We were like, how many scooters can we possibly count? And spoilers, guys, it was a lot. A lot of scooters. Oh, shookest. Also a a waterfall mullet, which was very impressive. What is a waterfall mullet? Is it it... like as big as a waterfall? Oh, I was going to say, is it exactly what it sounds like? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, yeah, I have nothing else to promote, but uh, now it's time at the bar. Ring that bell, Vix. Gonna ring my bell. Ooh. Ring my bell. Bing, bing. Bing, bing. <laughs> fancy, uh, fancy gay disco bell. <laughs> you know, I can't, you know, I can't let an episode go past without getting a little song oh, in there. Yeah. Somewhere. We always have a song in each one. Like every episode's a musical. Everything. Life should be a musical. (laughs) We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via Josie's Bar at reactionary-sass.com, on facebook.com at Josie's Bar Podcast, at Instagram or Twitter at Josie's Bar, or on Tumblr at josiesbarpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also call the SAS line, 321-710-4947. Our other podcasts and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sas.com.